0: it is episode 102 i am michael askins architect and technologist and this is the technology architecture solution engineering show in the virtual studio we have dev yes thank you uh, so we are back to getting into a regular cadence and uh we are going to try to keep them a little bit shorter you know a little bit of feedback we need to have that that treadmill episode or that commute home episode. So we're going to try to box in a couple. Um, we might even have some early releases. And we're also going to point you to some other material for some other efforts that we do elsewhere. Uh, but you know, before we kick it off, we want to thank you as listeners. Uh, if this makes it the video, we thank you as viewers. We also like to thank Aspirant, uh, the sponsor that helps make this uh, show possible. So we appreciate all of you, uh, including Aspirant. Uh, visit Aspirant at www.aspirant.com uh, to, to find out more. So let's just dive right into it. Dev, how you been, man?
1: Doing good. It's good. It's nice to be back in the saddle since our uh, end of year 100th episode. Um, yeah. so that's obviously a big milestone for us. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, to jump into it
0: back in the saddle so you know it, we had a little bit of a impromptu um i should say pregame. well the pre-game i shouldn't say pre-game because we're coming off the big game i can't say the actual thing because we'll get copyright struck uh but anyways uh the pre the pre-show uh i sent you something inside of teams on our on our extracurricular teams channel um you, you, you're ready to talk to some of that stuff
1: yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while since we did anything related to modern workplace, at least in this kind of format. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, jump into it
0: in this capacity. So uh, there was a couple of things that stood out to me. I, I'm just going to immediately just to you know, cut to it. Let's cut. Let's toss it over to you and say, well, what was the standard? Well, first of all, we're going to give you the source of, of, <laughs> of the material. Uh, so tech communities, I'm going to do a little. Plug-in, you know, promotion for tech communities. It's a great place to go. It's a Microsoft Tech Communities techcommunities.microsoft.com. Uh, you have to register, and you can get on there. You don't have to to see everything, but you know, if you interface and you want to ask questions or respond, you 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 need to have an account. It's uh, free account; doesn't cost you anything. But it's a great place to get some resources, how tos, and whatnot. Um, it. it it adds to some of the credence of some of the things that are out there when it comes to researching and seeing what others are doing. Uh, in the past we've had shows where like I've harvested questions, uh, usually, usually it's from stuff that comes direct to us or stuff that goes into the ITP or the IT pro, um, channel where people are like, how do I do this? Or what's the best way to do that? Uh, occasionally I'll just like see what the top questions are in tech communities. One of them uh, with some of the changes and stuff in modern workplace that are out there uh, tossing it to you. Uh, you know, this, this, the nice aggregation of some things that, that are out there for, for modern workplace. And I know there's things in that wheelhouse that are, that are important and you have a, a great mind to call those out. So go for it, man.
1: Yeah, so this was the SharePoint roadmap pit stop for January, um, which is they they have, they do this every month. Um, the tech community people, um, along with with uh, Microsoft, and kind of give an aggregate. It's almost like what's new in Teams, uh, and, and for that month. Um, so more SharePoint focused, uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a whole whole host of different stuff. That they call out or the stuff that's coming out that's being uh, rolled out to wide release across, you know, all of the, all the different tenants and all that good stuff. Um, I think the first thing I'd like to call out is, um, isn't Mike, I know you're a big fan. I think I forget what the solution was that we had deployed. It was something in the marketplace. So apologies to whoever created it. Um, but, um, list view list Microsoft list has a board view now. Um, which is I think is very interesting just because the, there's I think Microsoft has provided like ten different ways for you to do the same thing um <laughs> which is good. some people like you know projects some people like planners, some people like you know both or you know lists and and things like that but to uh you know the board view for for Microsoft list seems is pretty interesting, and list has become a you know it's kind of its own thing over the past year or so. Um, you know, as far as you know, the, the redesign of it, you know, the different, you know, if you want to call the rebranding of it, um, outside of SharePoint as its own little microservice. Um, but I just want to know if you had a chance to take a look at the board view. I know you're big on boards. I know we, had, like I said, touched on I think a list solution. I think maybe it was a Power App based on Power Apps. If I remember correctly, um, so a,
0: a list and Power App solution that yeah. I-, I wanted to explore. We had a we had to load it as you know how to pull it from a GitHub. Uh, repo and we had a, you know, be that special Uber credentials to be able to upload it. And it does aggregate some things really nicely for that. So I'm excited to see this native uh, in the platform. Um, And again, like you had mentioned, you know, Microsoft gives multiple ways to do multiple things. Um, The value of boards are, you know, not just sorting and grouping. It's just, there's something fundamental about having things, separated in logical ways as the way our brains are wired um in fact on it pro channel we had a show um ooh, this was probably before we rebooted that had some some of the you know mindset on how we think of and the the guest i had on there was speaking to organization in our lives in how people have gone from writing lists to having apps with group lists to now all of a sudden we have this board mentality. Um, so I'm excited to see it in any way we can deliver content that makes it easily consumable uh, by anyone. You know, I'm all for doing it in multiple lanes, whatever works best for you go. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, definitely. I, I agree. And I, I think, you know, that's kind of what Microsoft realized, you know, and I think that even goes into some of the, I not want to say discourse, but some of the confusion around loop versus teams, you know, I think, you know, you know, providing different ways for people to consume things. Everyone's brain doesn't work the same way, you know? So some people might like the team's view. Some people like might to use loop a little bit more freeform, if you want to call it that. Um, so yeah, I'm curious, and I, I think you know, depending on how you create the board view, obviously it's just like any other view in, in SharePoint, whether it be you know you have your different filtering views and, and you know based off and of filtered off of this column or you know whatever, however you design it. Um, when you move stuff back and forth, it'll automatically update the the, the list value item, which is pretty cool yeah. that, that the board is based off of. So yep. you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm excited to play with it and, and and see and see see what it's about. So um, yeah.
0: So, so we'll have two questions in that lane before you go on to your next component. So number one, this is probably a real quick one. What's, what is your what is your take on the Lists application that is available uh, for the machine? I don't know if you poked at it much. Um, so it's, uh, for those who aren't familiar, who may be on the business side, there's an application you can install them from the Microsoft Store that has – um, the ability to take the lists as a discrete microservice and surface that as a native Windows 10 or 11 now app. I tried to create. I shouldn't say I tried to because I successfully did it. I created some lists directly from there. I've gone in them. Um, it, you know, the, this is going to spur it. Full, number one, I'm, I know you've had that. So, what's your opinion on it? But then the second point is, is is are we creating too many ways to do the same thing and creating confusion? Uh, and what, is, what do you think the approach to that is?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for the first question, for the list app on, on people's computers, um, I've t- I touched on it a while ago. I mean, to be, to be quite frank, I there hasn't been a need for me to use it. <laughs> Just because there's, you know, you can access everything via the browser, things like that. If I was traveling more, maybe, and I needed to offline some stuff, I'd probably maybe... Look at the list app just because you know the, that was a big thing they touted early on was you know offline viewing and uploading those changes once you're uh, done um, with what you're doing well, or once you're you're connected back to the uh, the the, uh, the uh, internet um, so yeah I mean it's fine I mean. I'm still miffed that you know they released an iOS app for lists and not Android first. I mean, it's I, <laughs> just very interesting. Uh, I know not, Android's it's coming.
0: American, it's about American footprint.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I know Android is coming, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. I, I mean, it, it gets the job done. I mean, I'm sure as you, you notice, it's not like anything special. But I mean, it's probably similar. It's similar to the you know the browser view and and, and certain things like that. So it you know, is. It, it is.
0: Yeah. It, but it, you know, there's there's a value to it. But, you know, when I say, are we going to interface with the data? Do we want our people interface or our computing population? Let's be a little more correct with that. Do we want them interfacing with the data using a list app or even lists in the, the web version? Or do we want them to be have an interface with checks and balances, something like a power app that's going to front that? Because you have a little more, little more check and balance there. I mean, you have list level controls and security. It's not like if you're doing that that's a that's a a big no-no you're breaking a best practice i think use case will determine that and your types of people using it will help determine that uh but uh, you know i just think there's a lot of ways to do the same thing across multiple products yeah. but then there's also a lot of ways to do the same thing across the same product and, and i understand the concept of we want to i just said this not too long ago or in the show we want people to be able to do what's comfortable for them but also we also have to as it professionals we have to support that right yeah. so if you're a business listener sometimes you know choosing a path makes your support model a little more simplistic if you don't have the resources to handle all those or 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 your friendly neighborhood consulting company um uh, aspirant to help you with you know making that happen right so
1: yeah, no. I, mean, I think going back to what you said is there are too many ways to do the same thing. You know, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head that you know there is ten different ways to get there, but there's nuances yeah. to each of those ways and, and controls around each of those ways that you know may make sense for one situation but not the other. Yeah. You know, like with Power Apps with list, if you want some of that more control and more of a guided experience, I guess if you want to call it that, you know, Power Apps might be the best thing for you if you want to overlay that over top of the list right or okay. if you want to
0: put additional functionality like yeah. a reader or a barcode reader or you know yeah. you don't have to key out like you know you want to take a picture of something as opposed to taking pictures and then browsing and attaching it so i mean there, yeah. there are there are benefits of having a power app natively yeah. just as it is but you know just a simple standard list like you said you know
1: yeah you know, i think it's all about use case governance Requirement standards. I mean, I you know, there's just a whole host of you know. That's why some people might get overwhelmed by it. You know, and I think there's stuff def- that's definitely the con to it. You know, you could get overwhelmed. Okay, well, where do I start? Yep. You know, and, and I think that's a lot of things, especially even when I came into the industry. You know, few. Uh, you know, you the, the number of years ago. You know, I. To where do you start, <laughs> you know, as far as learning things and, and exposing yourself to different things? Um, so, you know, I think that's definitely the, you know, like you say, talk to your friendly neighborhood consultant or someone who's been in the space and, and you know, just say, okay, where, where should I start? Where do I begin? cuz i it's think okay that's good.
0: not know, right? Even if you're an IT pro, and yeah. say, maybe, maybe there's choices you just haven't explored yet. It's okay to say, you know what, guide me to the right way,
1: you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I yeah. do.
0: Have, I do have a question for you. Yes. So if if you had like something in SharePoint, and you're really poor speller in your grammar, it's atrocious.
1: What do you do? <laughs> it's a good. It's a great segue, Mike. Um, <laughs> I'm a master uh, segue, right? <laughs> Yeah, and this is actually something I've seen that's kind of been released already, um, or I've been working with it, at least when app is I've been doing a lot of SharePoint page work recently, um, is the Microsoft Editor service is available natively on SharePoint pages now and, and news posts. Um, so you know, obviously, what used to be spelling and grammar in Word turned into Microsoft Editor. Used to be just available in the Office apps. Now it's available natively as a service in SharePoint. So if you misspell something, grammar is wrong, anything like that um sure uh, they'll call you out for it um <laughs> so little, I have, squiggle, I, little squiggles just like baby, you do in exactly exactly the red little squiggle or blue um yeah so i i've had a couple of missteps and i've seen it and i was like oh that's new because usually when i see that in the past it's because the browser's picking it up um or, or 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 something like that and then you have to figure out how to replace it or whatever if do you, know, do you know do you know what
0: the all-time worst thing you can do uh, when you are heavy in a SharePoint world and what this new feature is on is have Grammarly running and <laughs> time. And it's just like, cause it's browser based, right. And Grammarly is going to do it's like yep. Grammarly thing. And then it's going to do its you know, speech and grammar thing and you know, <laughs> who's winning and why yeah. did you pick one? And you picked something totally different and which one's right. Um, uh, but it is really good. To your point, um, I, I actually, when I saw this, um, I actually went into one of our our test sites that we have, and I started like just like goobering around, and it's pretty awesome. So yeah. it's definitely good. It's good. It's a good to have. These are the kind of things that are not like woo look at this. I'm sending <laughs> off the, like, here. here's a cake. You did it. You know, you've arrived. These are things that are logical things that should be in there, but it's yep. also worth noting that these are some of the things that are historically reasons why people shifted away from SharePoint as a CMS or some sort of uh, other way because they know that people are putting stuff in there. So you have people writing content in Word. They get the Word corrections and they're copying and pasting it into SharePoint, but we always know the formatting. It doesn't always line up the right way. And it, it's, it's just ends that form and function part and adds, you know, other function to it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you want to touch on, on uh, from that article?
1: Yeah. another thing that's really kind of cool that I, that they're, that they're releasing. And I, I think it's like one of those things where it's not going to blow the socks off anybody, but it's just one of those things that natively feels make they can make sense. Is now that instead of and now that when you search in either SharePoint or Office.com or Bing for work, for example, your Teams conversations will will surface in those search results. Whereas before, you had to actually search in, in Teams to find those conversations. Um, so I, I think that's really awesome because I know there's. I think we were talking about something today, and I went back and search started search started searching for it in Teams, trying to find where it was said. Um, wasn't very successful in doing so, <laughs> at least maybe I imagined it. Um, but um, but yeah, I think having that 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 search ability, I think Microsoft's been really building on the search pieces. You know, search from anywhere to get in, and aggregate all those results. And I think this was like one of those missing components. Um, and it's like, a, it's like conversations vertical inside the search results now, and it includes Teams, conversations, and Outlook. Nice. Um, so I, I think that's pretty awesome is, you know, when you're trying to find stuff people said or you're not sure if it was in an email or a Word document or something like that. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool.
0: It's worth also saying, speaking of, well, I think we should probably have just the show, maybe a maybe it's not for this forum, maybe it's for our Pro Talk forum about Microsoft Search because I, I added the the Microsoft Search add-on to both Chrome and Edge. And I find it invaluable, you know, in finding information out about coworkers or, or searching projects and, and what have you. And it's all secure and isolated and and, and bucketed. If you don't have that on, um, talk to your friendly neighborhood. I know what to do with this person in the, the ramifications of that because sometimes you want things to be searchable and other things not so much like you don't want to have your you know hr incre- salary increase for the year or something that's searchable
1: <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> anybody can go into you know bing it if you will um so that, that's just the kind of stuff that are small little value ads that make such a huge impact and if you were to take the time people would spend looking for stuff i bet you if you add it up it's it's a tangible number and if we can shorten the time in which people find out, you know, frustrating, uh, beating their head, frustrated, beating their heads against the granite wall, trying to find a document or a conversation or something to try to just get to the roots of what they need to find, I bet you it's a tangible number. Um, In fact, I just put a note down here to try to see if there was ever a study around that. Uh, One other thing on search I want to throw out there. This is my unabashed uh, plug for Delve. Uh, I know during the day job, we had some conversations around, you know, things in in searching for skills and stuff. And Delve isn't your, like, HR database. It's not an HRIS, but it is a nice place to put things in about you. Uh, Some of the stuff in there kind of intertwines with Viva which it should be another conversation that we need to have another pro talk on. Uh, A lot of the, if you fill out your, your, your profile and your delve and you get all that information in there, when you search in SharePoint, that little people on top there, you click there. Like if you put it, like if you have a skill, like you're, you're talking about SharePoint and you put that as a skill. And if you just search SharePoint inside the search at the, you know, the root of your, your, your SharePoint org, you'll get results back. But if you hit people, if they have that as a skill, they'll list the, they'll list the people that have that skill. Um, it's very useful, uh, especially if you have, you know, if you don't have a robust HRIS system with, you know, complete competency tracking and all the other stuff, it, it's a great little tool to, to do that. But it's also a way to connect with other people on things that are not related to tech because like what are your interests what are your hobbies and if you're in an organization you put in like woodworking you can find all the woodworkers and say hey let's form a woodworking group and we can go you know whittle owls at lunchtime or whatever it is you want to do you know so uh it's also worth noting i'm just going to throw a little technical thing out because we're talking conceptual it's up to 72 hours for all of that to be crawled and put into the search results. That's a little, that's a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Uh, Don't expect instant gratification. If you're thinking, Ooh, I'm going to go update my Dell and see (laughs) if I show up. You're not going to, it's got to crawl through all the different services and index them and then pump them into SharePoint search.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, as I said, Microsoft has invested a lot into it to make it more, uh, one experience across the whole board and, 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 be able to aggregate all that data across that thing. I think this is one of the biggest stuff, bigger steps that they needed to take. And yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. And, I, and, and speaking of, obviously, honestly, the one, one, one last thing on search is that I've exclusively started using Bing for like the past year. <laughs> I, I very rarely use Google anymore. I started when I, it kind of happened when I started using the new version of edge um, that I just, that Bing is the native search engine. And I don't find myself needing to, like I, I don't have any issues with finding what I need to find. So it's, uh, it's curious. I also always get them rebate points. <laughs> so,
0: um, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of Microsoft. I'm a big, you know, promoter and evangelist and I use Chrome or Google, I should say more than I should. Um, <laughs> I use Edge, like depending on what I'm doing, right? Like especially if I'm doing like a quick image search or something like that, I just I, the the way that Google curates them to me makes more sense. I mean, Edge is very similar, but when you're when you're on the fly and you and, and you need to get a you know a gif out there, like. Really fast. <laughs> I just find Chrome much more useful <laughs> when it comes to that. But when it comes to business searching or doing searches for things that are Microsoft and like looking for stuff at like Docs or Learn Dot, um, I find Bing to be more, like, from a technology perspective, to be more pointed towards what we do. Obviously, uh, but I think that uh, yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um.
1: I know we're running I got two more things I wanted to touch upon here and I, I think the first one is actually pretty interesting. I uh the the native SharePoint migration tool that Microsoft has that's you know that's free as part of the you know the, the, the Office 365 service is introducing something called workflow migrations um from SharePoint on premises uh I think the focus on 2010 to Power Automate. Um Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. I I, I you know because I, I know there was a number of different, there was, this would have been extremely clutch for a particular project I was on a while ago because um, they had hundreds of, of, workflows and it was going to be um, difficult for them to move in time for with the, with the deadlines they have. And we were kind of scratching our heads on how to make it happen uh, without just sheer manpower, uh, <laughs> willing it into the, in the environment. But um yeah, it's part of the, it's in public preview. Um, it's for SharePoint on premises customers to migrate 2010 workflows directly to Power Automate, nice. and this is achievable via the the good the user interface and and the, and the tenant, or through via PowerShell. Um, and I believe that from what we see, obviously it's still public preview, so things are still you know we're, we're working themselves out. Sure. Um, I think the focus is on two out of the. Uh, two out of the box 2010 workflows with the approval and collect feedback. Uh, SharePoint designer workflows. Um, so uh, I'm, there's still I'm sure there's still a decent amount of people out there on SharePoint, you know, on premises no, have right. those different types of workflows. So I'm I'm curious to see. We don't have any uh, those customers in the hopper right now. Um, but <laughs> um, and I'm not going to stand up a 2010 farm to test this out. Um, why not? why if the bits are out there. I mean, that's <laughs> I can get them if you want them. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm curious to see how, how this plays out. Because obviously that's, that's usually one of the biggest barriers when we talk about completely someone getting someone completely off of SharePoint on-premises to SharePoint online is, you know, there's some of the work, you know, obviously the, you know, there's other tools out there to migrate the content sites, list and libraries and, and all yeah. that good stuff. But the workflows are something that's, that's manually. Usually you have to bring it over. Um, so this is an interesting step forward to to see how how, those, how this works and how how many times it gets it right out of 10. I'm curious to see how much the validation will be needed <laughs> to, to, to make it work. So I'm, I'm curious to see.
0: Well, the question I have for you, though, well, and I know we're running short on time here, but how often do the native migration tools work to begin with, let alone having to get a third-party tool in
1: it's a very good. Very good point. <laughs>
0: What's your it's, last one? man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is as I say. This is part of the native SharePoint migration manager tool, or you know, stuff like that. You know, it's 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 serviceable. Um, you know, when when you know there's it's you know, and I, and they have and and to be fair, they made a lot of they've made a lot of updates over the past like few years. Sure. Um, they bought Mover. They bought you know they've they've incorporated they they realized how much it wasn't. There was a lot left to be desired uh, (laughs) with it, and they have made improvements to it. Um, So, yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes um, on on that front. Um, The last thing I wanted to touch on is, I think we're kind of circling back to lists, but uh, with your Microsoft personal account now, you can use Microsoft Lists, uh, which I think is really interesting and really cool because I think this is, like, really outside of the Office suite. This is really the first time, That Microsoft has made well, besides Teams, made made a (laughs) Teams and Skype uh, made this type of like type of service available. To
0: be fair, they didn't make Skype available; they purchased Skype and it was already available.
1: (laughs) Fair point. They made Teams available. We'll say.
0: (laughs) There's also LinkedIn, which is a Microsoft. Yeah. Um, which they have a non paid version of it, which I think the majority of most people use, right?
1: Yeah.
0: This is, this is a more, this is a more personalized, useful tool as opposed to, as, as opposed to something that you're using to interface with others or, you know, what have you. Um, that is, that, that is, that was kind of shocking to me that that's the case, um, why do you think? Why do you think that approach was made? Is it just to, you know, just expand the ecosystem for the general public, or to be more competitive in the marketplace by saying, "Hey, if you're if you're that free Zoom user, you be a free Teams user on your personal account, and here's some value add." Or what, what do you think the the motivation behind that is?
1: So I think this goes back to. Microsoft, I think I'm not saying this is the whole reason why, but I definitely think this is a huge part of it. Microsoft trying to oh, penetrate this is
0: opinion, by the way. This is not fact. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah is- fact. I'm yeah, opinion. yeah.
1: Yeah, pure pure opinion. Microsoft has not paid me to say this at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I th- at least in my mind, I think this goes back to Microsoft consistently trying to penetrate the consumer market. Whereas Google really has a stranglehold and you're self admitting that you use Google's products for your personal day to day life and managing certain things outside of, you know, outside, outside of work. And I think
0: thanks for for bringing that up,
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know, and Google has a bunch of these different microservices they use, you know, Google notes, Google. I think they have one like list ish. I think with tasks or to dos or whatever you want to call it. Um, I forget. Jamba board. They got like tons of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Microsoft does you know a little bit behind that when it comes to what's available when you sign up for a free Microsoft account. You know, obviously you have the Outlook email, uh, live Outlook live email. You have the free Office apps that you can leverage on the web, um, things like that. You know, so. You know, I think this goes back to the whole trying to push out teams for personal, you know, that whole mindset as far as we you know we want to try to penetrate that market as much as possible and show the usefulness of yeah. of that. And I think I think that's probably a big reason why they want to do this. So I think I think
0: we have to remember why Google gives away so much of its stuff, right? Because they are not or I should say again, I'm not speaking for Google, this is opinion, uh, steeped in real-world empirical evidence, but still opinion. Yeah. Um, that's our, you know, hey, CYA. <laughs> uh, but let, let's just say um, Google is in the business of selling advertisements. That's That was their model, right? Search right. and search placement, you know, and ads, right? They're in the business of that. And so they had all this extra, hey, let's do this cool thing. And 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 Google got beat up over years for saying, oh, here's this thing. And then let's yank it away from you. Or here's <laughs> another thing. And it's successful, but let's jam it into something else and call it something else. You know, so like they've been, but they have, they want to get that business market where it's like the opposite of Microsoft. Like they got the consumer market. They're trying to get the business market. Yeah. With GCP and, yeah. you know. The Google Enterprise, you know, G- the platform for messaging and what have you. Whereas Microsoft's already got that sewn up, and they're like they're going the opposite direction. Yep. Um, and not that either way is good or bad. It's just the you know the positioning of the companies, right? Um, and you know maybe that's something for a little more of a of a deep dive on the organizations. But I think that you know the the, the biggest challenge that that Microsoft has with giving some of this away is is, is sustainability. Because they, you know, you used to buy an operating system, you used to buy like all this other things, right? Now you're buying subscriptions. Um, so, you know, how that shakes out, it's shaked out really well for Microsoft. Everyone is still still on top of the tech stack when it comes to large large companies. So um, it's worth noting that it, it it doesn't take much to scale something back and offer it to the public, yeah. as long as it's not like, we're gonna give you half of it, like a half the power, as long as it's still useful and good. And I don't think that they would, you know, go halfway, but I'm just saying, you know, some organizations have done that in the past, right? Uh, there's been a lot of organizations that say, oh, here's a free version. It's basically freemium, right? It's free, but if you really wanna do anything useful, you're gonna to have to pay. That's not Microsoft's approach. Microsoft's approach <laughs> is here's technology, use it. You know, we exactly. really need something more than this, by all means, you can get something else, but here's a fully functional thing, and and I take the hat off because it also democratizes it. It puts yeah. some technology in the hands of those who, who can't afford a $55 a month subscription at an E3 or E5 or whatever for having that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think it's interesting in the description when they say what it can be like with the, the Microsoft account preview, and it's actually limited to the first 200,000 people who log in and start using it. Yep. So it's these first come first serve basis, and but they use it a lot. They, they they mentioned like employee onboarding as one of the uses for this free app. So I, you know, I, obviously there's that consumer market, but there's also probably that focus on that you know smaller than a mom and pop shop type type deal, mm-hmm. where you know, like you said, maybe those businesses can't afford to have an enterprise subscription or you know the, the bare minimum, and, and just using the free products that are out there and and putting it in their hands as well. Um, sure. So yeah, you know, I, I think I think that's you know definitely another use case out there for that as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I see that uh, we both are wearing Under Armour gear. Not a sponsor, <laughs> but do you know who is Aspirant? Uh, Aspirant, it, again, thank you for helping making this show possible. Thank you for uh, you know providing some of your expertise for some of our shows. Um, so hats off to uh, the team over there. Uh, I know some of some of the peers we have over there are are pretty sharp uh, in smart technologists. So, you know, as we mentioned uh, at the end of the year in our episode 101, we look to circulate some more uh, some more of that expertise out to you. Uh, and we again, thank you as listeners uh, before this is the way I normally do. Let's put the thank yous out there and toss it to you for one last thing. Anything else you got?
1: No, nah, I think we pretty much covered it all. Godspeed.
0: Very good. Very good very good so uh if you're on the treadmill or you're on the commute hopefully we uh, didn't make you sit in the uh the, the driveway waiting to finish the show uh and you got your eight miles in or whatever it is you're striving for we appreciate you and uh, we'll see you on the next go round. goodbye today's show is brought to you by aspirant you aspire together we achieve this production is for information and entertainment purposes only not all technologies and items discussed are compatible with your system or specific configuration. Your knowledge may vary. Consult a professional before trying anything discussed on this show. Visit show notes for relevant information and links.